0: Welcome to season two, episode 11 of Man in the Making with former monk Rajan Shankar and myself, Rokas. Thank you for joining me, Rajan. Thank you, Rokas. So I'm interested, how is the situation in America surrounding the coronavirus?
1: Yeah, um, it's, everything's cool with with where I'm at in San Jose, California, Um, except for my situses, allergies, decided to attack my nose and for about it's a good been week this
0: season though
1: yeah a, a good last few weeks it's been building so yeah but no one has to worry uh we both uh elbow bumped as we came into this podcast so there was no handshaking <laughs> <laughs> uh, like everyone's Panic buying, right? Everyone's buying stuff from the stores and stocking their home because, probably because it, Italy's on lockdown.
0: Um, A lot of other countries have gone on lockdown as well, I believe.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. America isn't on lockdown. Just some, just restaurants and bars uh, have had to close, and of course, the major sporting events and everything happened before. before what, like four days? Four or five days before that stage um, so the panic is i guess in fear of uh, being locked down, being forced to stay inside your home but it's it 's not that way in america it 's they 're not planning on doing that in america and i guess it's it 's important to have a supply of stuff in, in case it happened but as far as things running out in the store, uh, major shippers in the industry have came out and said that they're still running trucks and they still have supply. And <clears throat> everything's still normal in that sense. They, they just need to restock stores. And if, if things are out, then come back tomorrow. Gyms, that's different. Athletic studios uh, have shut down and so people... Can't work out at the gym, they have to work out at home. Uh, the uh, studio that I'm at right now is live streaming classes, from, so you can do it at home, which is pretty damn cool, I think. And as for myself, I'm still working with clients online and remotely. And my client in Switzerland, client in Colorado, uh, client in Texas. In Chicago, they're still okay, uh, and just still talking about things on Zoom, still meditating, um, and I'm releasing. I'm trying to release as much free content as possible so people can use it as their kids are home from school, uh, as they're stuck at work for another week or something like that. I think people were, people go back to work uh, in another week or something like that. So, like, uh, some surgeons and stuff were given, like, 15 days off, stuff like that. Uh, one of my lawyer uh, clients was just saying how he still had to go and uh, still had to go work and stuff like that. But flights, yeah, flights are different. Uh, I believe America can still fly over to the country. That's probably not going to change. Uh, you just I heard use. some
0: things on the news though about America um, not allowing flights in.
1: Okay yeah from from where? From outside the country? I presumed,
0: yeah from outside oh, yeah. the country into America.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I mean within the country I think you can still fly from oh, right. okay. like last night um, actually Breaking news. Like last night, one of the monks I I trained with uh left the monastery. So he went from Lahui in in Hawaii to uh Denver and then to Texas. So
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's actually interesting timing for him. So that brought me back to uh yeah year and a half ago.
0: But a bit more chaos for him, I presume, this time around.
1: Well, I don't know. I, I imagine the airports would be kind of quiet unless less true, sure, actually, yeah. You know, I don't know. Lahui is always quiet. Lihue is not a crazy airport in Hawaii ever. But uh, Denver, I mean, it was fine when I flew. Uh, I just flew last week from Denver to San Jose. That was no big deal. But I flew first class, so it was comfortable. That's why it's important to. Here's a life trick for young people: uh, try to fly with the same airline. Because if you use the same airline, eventually they just upgrade you to first class, either for free because of, because of your miles, or because they or they'll offer you a discount because you're you fly with them so much. So. I had a super cheap discount to upgrade to first class and it was like, I'll take it. Yeah. And in first class, they waive two, two of your baggage fees. So if I had to bring luggage, two things of luggage, since I was moving locations, I moved from Denver to San Jose, California to work out here and to uh, expand my network. So uh, yeah, I, I fly for, I fly with United almost exclusively. The miles build up, the the rapport builds up, and you get more stuff. But, Rokas, your life in the UK has been, in your own words, interrupted. Yeah, it's interesting the way the
0: UK um, reacted to to the situation happening because I'm quite sure most of Europe is on lockdown right now whereas the UK have decided to not really put many measures in. Um, right. It's not for me to judge whether that's a good or bad idea but I don't know it, it just seems like the virus would spread a lot yeah
1: to a lot more people this way. It's really interesting that you said that Um, it's not for me to judge because I I often feel the same way with matters regarding, uh, you know, global decisions, countrywide decisions, statewide. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm I'm not envious of any uh, politician who has to, who's in the seat, who has to decide stuff like that. Um, we don't have all the
0: information uh where we are so, yeah it's not. So. so you
1: you gotta you gotta uh, ideally i think there'd be some sense of uh you know compassion for the people in those in those seats who are possibly even though they may be a skilled politician in in uh, socioeconomic matters um uh, and and foreign relations and communication. uh, Something like this uh, could be their first time handling a situation like this. And for everyone, you know, it's their first time with this specific strain of illness. And uh, it's not necessarily that we haven't seen a pandemic or epidemic before. Obviously we have. uh, Some of the world's most historic moments were uh, disease wiping out large swaths of people like the black plague and stuff like that uh, so, but for the politician sitting there who's in their 30s and 40s or, or 50s you know they're they're just kind of handling this like everyone else for the first time and uh, try, and then at the same time, doctors are trying to understand what the what the strain even means to the human body. But at the same time, people are recovering. It's it's if you're under 80 uh, and and under 60, especially, you're most likely going to experience, you know, either no no symptoms at all or mild flu-like symptoms with a bit more severity. Uh, so severe flu-like symptoms, possibly to mild. Uh, so instead of just getting a fever, you might like lose more weight from the fever from sweating. Uh, instead of just getting body aches, you'd get like intense body aches. Uh, man, but we went through stuff like that in Hawaii. Uh, I had a few illnesses in Hawaii from uh, like runoff water. Uh, there's one, there's one bad, uh, bug or virus in, uh, Hawaiian water systems called leptospirosis and it messes your body up. Cause it's from, uh, like sewage runoff going into water. And then you, if you come in contact with that water, uh, you get messed up cause you got leptospirosis and, and I lost 10 pounds overnight when I had it, uh, just like delusional couldn't move couldn't eat uh i mean for days and you can die from leptospirosis and in mine i i weathered the storm for like three or four days it went away or started to get better and then it came back (laughs) like two days later it hit me again and i was like uh and so i went to the hospital and they were like it's a good thing you came back because if it comes if it's a good thing you came to the hospital, because if you if, if it comes back like that after getting it up for a first round, that means it's fatal. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, give me whatever you got.
0: <laughs> so I guess it's a good thing. Let's say, in my mind, I would presume monks would have wanted to deal with things in a natural way, like let the immune system fight to it. I guess it's a good thing that was different where you were at. Or maybe I just have a wrong perception of it.
1: Because no, that's right. We, okay. we, monks, monks, monks tend to handle things differently than normal people. Uh,
0: it, it, to it, a certain
1: extent, it seems. Because if it gets really bad, then you do go to the hospital. It, there's a balance, right? So at first, you approach the natural Eastern method of what root, plant, or seed can I eat to help rele- alleviate the pain? can I weather the storm for a few days, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, then the other side of it is the like warrior mindset of take no prisoners, you know, I, like a mind over better kind of thing. And that's real. That's a real thing. That's a real way to go about things. You know, and some people call it stubborn. Some people call it, you know, egotistical or male macho stuff. And maybe it is a little bit of of all that stuff, but it, it's a it's a lesson in detachment from the body and and the, the the putting the teachings to the test. So if you are of the mind that you're a spirit, you're not the body. You're here for a mission. You go through karma. You reincarnate. You can attain enlightenment. If you have all these things in your psyche and you get ill. Well, now it's time to put that to the test and say, you know, now do you still believe it? You know, are you willing to face, you know, tragedy in, in the name of, of what you used to believe in when you were healthy? And it's easy to believe in stuff when we're healthy. It, it's kind of easier to do everything when there's health. Now, when we're ill, it's a whole other level of of. Uh, resiliency and, and, and enduring what you, what you believed in before. So, yeah, we, we were hardcore. We, we, uh, you know, if you, if you had to go to the hospital, you, you had better be damn near die. Uh, and sure enough, I was. <laughs> Fair enough. And a couple other times I had to go to the hospital in Hawaii. Uh, with a machete, you know, I, I missed, I hit a banana tree cause we used to use machetes to get our bananas and uh, chop down the tree and then cut off the stalk And then, uh, cause we grew our own bananas. And we grew everything. So uh, one time I was missing the, uh, I missed the tree or I hit the tree, but the, the tree was so soft. Like the machete went through too fast and hit my finger on the other hand. Oh, wow. and, uh, I almost cut my finger off. So, I wasn't gonna go, but I showed the cut to another monk, who was like the medical monk. And everyone kind of went to him for just a double check (laughs) in case they were gonna die or not or lose. (laughs) He was kind of smart in that way and and had studied that previously before becoming a monk. So he was Doctor Monk, and uh, sure enough, he looked at it and he was like, "I I could definitely see the the middle of your finger and, and the." You can see the marrow uh, inside. So he said that that's a sign that you need to go and get stitches, or else you may lose uh, feeling in that finger. While it would heal, uh, I may lose the nerve connection. So I I I went, and the doctor validated that uh, that diagnosis and said, "Yeah, it's a good thing you came because I could see I could see the inside of your finger." (laughs) And I was. I couldn't feel it. it <laughs> I guess the machete had already did a little bit of damage. And so to this day, I'm, I'm kind of searching for that finger. I forgot where it was. It was so long ago. Um, I think the tip of that finger is a little less sensitive. <laughs> so, I mean, all this is to say there's a, there's a balance uh, in the ter- in terms of, of large, uh, amounts of people and populations uh, in the millions maybe even as small as the thousands it's I, i think it's better to be uh i think it's better to be on the cautious side than the the nonchalant side the relaxed position i i have a little bit of stuff here but i'm also surrounded by citrus trees and things like that so i'm not i'm not like stocking up in my place but Uh, you know, I'm also, I also don't have a family, you know, I I don't have kids running around. If I have kids, uh, I'm not even with Helena right now. Helena is still in Denver to the end of the month and then she'll come out and join me. Um, So, if I did have a family, yeah, I I would, I would go towards a cautious side. I'd make sure that they were okay. But it's just me. Um, And I know what I can go through. You know, I, I, I can live in a stone hut in the jungle for 12 years. I can weather the storm, but not, not Helena. you know, not my significant other who's a normal person. Uh, Not my, if I had kids, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't understand that. So it's all case sensitive. And so if you're, if you're a politician, you're not, you're no longer thinking about yourself and your family. You're thinking about, every single population that you govern in your society so yeah it's better to be cautious but the uk is not being ca- as cautious they're they're kind of like well we're quarantining older people and then young people go out and buy things and be a part of society so the market doesn't crash right
0: um i'm not sure reason for it. i haven't looked into it but yeah they haven't but haven't yeah, so much the, in terms the of fund From the pundits that I've listened to. Although uh, something I have uh, seen is a lot of the stores in London have been completely just cleared out. So people are panic buying.
1: Right. Right. So while there are uh, protocols and and maybe the government is being relaxed, the people have taken a different stance maybe. yeah. Uh, Gyms, you're you're not going to the gym right now. Is Um, that right? The
0: society I was with is a weightlifting society. Um, they've cancelled all their sessions for until after Easter. So, yeah, have been going to the gym. University lectures are being moved to be online instead of having to come into to the actual lecture halls. But that's about it for my university. I know some other universities have shut down. I've heard from my friends from high school. One of the universities are possibly even cancelling end of year exams, uh, depending on how long the situation continues for. And other universities where there have been confirmed cases have even shut down.
1: How can you? How can you? What would you judge a student by if you cancelled the exam? I, I'm not sure what they would do. That's wild, like default be default B plus. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, like but like uh, in the US they're in the middle of a presidential uh uh election process. But I think they gonna I think they're gonna cancel the primaries or something. It's 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 clear that that uh Joe Biden is gonna win over Bernie Sanders, so they might just give it to Biden by default, so that he can face Trump, which is pretty obvious. He's going to lose pretty badly.
0: Um, I haven't been following the political situation.
1: <laughs> no, for me, it's just like okay, whatever. Um, so one of the one of the things this podcast is, we us we, and I thought about kind of talking about was, uh. And I think I guess I was alluding to it with the warrior mind. Life, the warrior mindset is, you know, one of the one of the most uh, one of the scripture sayings that stand out to me most that I've studied is uh, the world could, the world could, like, and tomorrow the things could disappear from your life and you'll be left with your consciousness. So, you know, you, you you had better be set straight in your own mind in your own psyche first before going out in the world or as you navigate and explore the world, you also have to look back at yourself and be okay with who you are, who you're becoming and who you want to be and things like that. Because, and this is the perfect example. Uh, Society is slowing down right now. Uh, In some countries, society has stopped. And you are forced to uh, be in one place and face yourself. And and I I, kind of did that on purpose. But it's not normal. It's not self-evident that that's something that you'll have to go through in life. So in an, in normal life, we, we go outwards. We, we look outside and we, we with our consciousness, we go about our work. We go about our school. We go about our relationships, our friendships, our activities. Uh, it's always external. It's always We're open with, with open eyes, we look outward and our awareness, our consciousness and our energy goes towards something outside of ourselves because it makes us feel a certain way. And and from the basic, from the basic needs of food and shelter, you know, those are covered. those, Those are the first things that we strive for. When those are covered, then our needs change and they expand a bit and we go towards wealth and we go towards family or we go towards education and our needs are on all these various levels. And essentially they keep us busy until we die. And so when you have a, when you have a global uh, shift in perspective due to whatever natural disaster or chemical disaster or uh, political protocol or our governmental protocol, you're forced to not go outward anymore. And, and you have a different, you have a change in need. So now you have to look within and be content to some degree with where you are now. And that for a lot of people around the world is, in a, very, in a much smaller capacity than what they're used to. If you're home for a few weeks, if you're, your kids are home for a few months or longer, uh, you know, and that may change. People may go back to school and everything like that after a few weeks, in the US at least. It, um, but in the meantime, with this restricted capacity for exploration, You had better start learning about yourself so that it doesn't bother you as much so that you can be confident, you can have value. You can, you know, you should, you should, a part of you should still love and be able to do the things that you can do inside of a home. And if, if you're finding out that you're stuck, you're stressed, you're miserable, you, you're, your awareness and your consciousness has been going outside yourself for far too long. You it's time to check yourself. It's time to reflect on what really matters. And that is your, your own evolutionary state of being, where you are inside yourself when the lights are off, when no one's talking, when no apps are running, you know, can you sit down and have a favorite book? Do you have a favorite book? If you don't have a favorite book, but you have a favorite movie, um, you might want to develop reading more. You might want to you might want to question whether you've been focusing partly on the right things or not. Can you take some of your time in this exploratory? nature and, and turn it inside and reverse it, reverse the camera and spend some part of your day, even after all this is over, when you go back to work, when you go back to school, when you go back to the gym, when you start going to parties again, start going to the bar or the restaurant or whatever, cause that will happen. Like everything's going to be fine. Um, you might want to hold back partly and say, you know what, I need to develop a part of myself a little more. I'm going to spend part of my day, and that's what we've been saying, maybe early in the morning, and I'm going to develop my mind a little bit more. I'm going to read something. I'm going to write. I'm going to do a little bit of yoga. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to see if there's something deeper that I can touch into before my exploratory Mission, and I think that's what this this podcast. I think that's what we wanted to focus on. Uh, it's it's so important for times like these, for the time that you will get into a breakup from your relationship, for the time that you you might get a divorce, from the time you may meet someone who you want to spend the rest of your life with. You will you will have a backing. You will have such a solid backing to enhance. That other part of your life, it simply can't go unnoticed for too long. And that's why this pandemic is, is to a Hindu, to an Eastern philosopher, this is all just a karmic event. This is just a part of life. And it's just another chance to... uh, really touch into what really matters, I think. And, and, and people, have, people have been asking me, like close, close friends have been contacting me and they're like, okay, so how, how should we look at this? You know, what's going on? And it's like, or one of the main questions is, how are you doing? And it's like, uh, nothing's changed. I, I still study. I still work out. I, I still meditate. Um, I perform my rituals and my ceremonies, except now that I'm off coffee for about five days and it's messing up my brain. But uh, And then I still go outside. I go for a run. I don't have to talk to anybody when I run. Uh, I'm still socially distant. And a part of my life has always been socially distant. Uh, I'll be honest. It, it's just being socially distant has been important for me. And I'm still okay with myself because I'm, I'm firmly grounded in my own consciousness and I know exactly what that looks like. I know what it feels like. Um, and the days are moving fast. Like I don't have an, I don't have enough to do, or I have, I don't have enough time to do the stuff I need to do. Um, so as my, as my, first, one of my first uh, mentors in business told me, uh, there's not enough hours of the day when you are focused. You know, uh, since I got to California, I haven't even been able to like chill out, and and I don't even think that's a good thing. I think there should be balance, but I've I've just been, I've had the, I've been running on on all all cylinders, and and. uh One of my mentors here thinks that, you know, if you're not careful, you'll get to uh, uh, adrenaline fatigue uh, or uh, adrenal fatigue. So that's a whole other side of of an imbalance. But if you're on the other end, if you're stuck and stressed, you're not sure what the hell to do. Yeah, it's definitely time to shift your focus. Definitely shift your focus. So, Rokas, what do you <clears> – <throat> I know you just fell asleep for a minute.
0: No, I was thinking um, you just talked about <laughs> adrenal um, – I forgot how you phrased it already. Wow.
1: Adrenal fatigue. Yeah, uh, adrenal
0: fatigue, and you talked about the coffee detox. So, are those two related, or do you have another reason for your coffee detox?
1: No, it, it's related. Um, I, I, was, I was doing, like, six shots a day, six, like, espresso shots a day, uh, which – and then some days I don't even know, so it was getting to be a bit much, uh, and so I said, "To hell with that! I'm going gonna, gonna to stop drinking coffee uh, for a while." And I, I don't have any expectations or or plans. I just it's one of those things. Helena was also telling me, "She's like, you need to you need to cut back because coffee, espresso was making me feel sleepy." So that's that's not a good sign. Like there's nothing left to enhance. (laughs) Uh, And then ever since I got out a year and a half ago or whatever, September, 2018, um, you know, I've been, I finished a book. I'm almost, I'm halfway through the next book. Uh, I made like seven or eight online courses, uh, reaching people all around the world and coaching them, personal training. I haven't, I think I've kept up reading, like, several books a month. Uh, So I haven't really stopped. And and I'm not used to, like, vacations and things like that. I'm I'm just not used to that. Uh, So uh, the coffee was, like, my first way of of slowing down a little bit, I guess. And and for me, the, the, the karma of the coronavirus is probably to uh, slow down and just, uh, relax. And, and now I'm, I'm trying to produce more. I'm trying to give away more free content for people. So instead of creating content other than the podcast, um, I've been trying to just give stuff away that I have created, uh, so that it benefits some people who are freaking out. Uh, but yeah, that's my style. Um, that's totally my style. It's just a warrior, warrior mindset because I believe I believe the human body and mind are capable of, of far more than we give it credit to. So For sure, yeah. One, one of the steps I've, I've taken is also, oh, like, uh, I've taken a few more days of sleep this week uh, just to see if my immune system needed it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but I haven't been, I haven't been resting on the weekends. So. Fair enough. Yeah. So Rokas, I guess um, I think it's important for the question that I'm about to ask you for the reason of uh, this podcast, you know, the presupposition of this podcast being that you it's your journey like this is we're documenting your journey as uh, someone who's growing up in the world and, and trying to navigate your mind and the world's mind and so how does that resonate with you what I just said about the shifting your perspective and, and checking it you know having a reality check
0: can you rephrase it somehow because I'm not sure what I'm answering
1: how has this impacted your uh, your uh, social life
0: so due to an unfortunate thing that happened my main group of friends have fallen out so even before the coronavirus thing um, I wasn't going out as much anymore Uh, I was just focusing on myself. Um, I'm really enjoying playing piano. I do that every day.
1: Um, Oh yeah,
0: that's right. I did know that. Yeah, so that keeps me occupied. Um, Now that I likely won't be going to the gym for a few weeks, I'll need to find something to do in that time. So I think picking up some... Um, books what books would you recommend to read them um, I say i know we've covered quite a few what new yeah books would you recommend so uh, yeah, i think that's a good thing for this podcast since people have more free time they might be interested in reading some books
1: for sure for sure uh, well i'm sorry that 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 happened with your your friend group and and uh, the the there's always a learning that goes with uh tragedies and friend groups and stuff like that so uh, i guess it's just you could always i guess you'll have to like expand your social network eventually when this yeah, is yeah. all but yeah in life we kind of do that we expand our, our our friendship circles to the point where kind of they they uh uh they're they go on different scales so if one side is kind of messed up then then maybe we give that a break and but you know as we get older uh and we and we depend more you know in our 30s we, we kind of shift towards um career and and, and family and uh, it's a hell of a lot more fun to hang out with your significant other than a bunch of friends <laughs> i'll be honest if you have like a a great relationship um it's it's super fun uh because you kind of hang out and live with your best friends, So. uh but it's important to have have uh, friends, uh, but you know, friends come and go in life. It's, it's an interesting thing. People actually ask me about that a lot about friends. I just did a, a short uh, coaching video for a group in the UK, actually, uh, about friends and friendship. And, and specifically, the question was, "What do you do if you if you're trying to if you've moved on if if you've raised your standards? How do you?" how do you uh, explain that to the other person who wants to be your friend or who wants to be in your life? But, and, and it's interesting. I I answered it in two ways. I think there's three possible ways. So I said ghosting or being honest. So ghosting, you know, you could just no longer respond to them, which is weird. I I think if you, if you, uh, if they live in the same city and they they meet, they know you in person, it's probably a good idea to confront them in person and say, hey, this isn't working out. And just be honest with them. And then, if you don't live in their city and if they're just an acquaintance at this point, uh, maybe you knew them from a long time ago. I always say, you could try ghosting, try just not responding. I had a friend who uh, I, I knew, I grew up with basically when we were both idiots. And now mm-hmm. I don't consider myself an idiot anymore. <laughs> So I love this guy though he's got a great spirit and everything. But he he found out I got out and, and kept reaching out. But and, and I and I reached out. I said, hey man, what's up? Like, what are you doing now with your life? And you know, it's 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 kind of the same old stuff. And it didn't really change much. And that's typical. That happens for some people, um, which is fine. Um, he you know I think he has a kid and, and, and things like that. And he doesn't drink anymore, which is great. But he's kind of like his maturity level never never enhanced, never expanded. And so he's kind of like sending me these stupid ass memes. Like that were like memes that we would have laughed at when we were like not even teen, like maybe 13. <laughs> and I just kept getting like one a day or something like that. And I was like. Uh, oh, like LOL or whatever for a few and then I was like oh, okay is this like the stuff that you consume your time with like probably a break or something when you're on work I didn't say that but so this I had raised, I had changed my standards I, I had changed myself and then this person was kind of still the same so what do I do right like well we don't live in the same city uh, we, we live far apart so I just ghosted it right no big deal I didn't have to approach him. I didn't have to create conflict and say, hey, look, my life has changed, blah, blah, blah. You just stop responding or you block them. Very simple. Now, this has happened to me uh, in person with people that were in my city and I, that I saw on a regular basis. And this is the third reason. That not, so there's, I, I give two normally, but this is the third way. Um, that I don't normally give. The third way of dealing with this situation: someone you meet with, someone you know, someone you see regularly. You know, and you're not really wanting to involve yourself in their life. You raise your standards to the point where it's so obvious, it's annoying, and that person does one of two things: they either drop off naturally because you don't go to that bar or you don't drink that type of drink or you don't listen to that type of music. And eventually it's like, well, this person has a different style than me. They want to go to like the opera instead of a movie, whatever. I'm just giving an example, but... uh, Or they want to go to the theater instead of go out drinking with a bunch of friends. Right? Um, So they'll drop off naturally. And if they don't, something miraculous will happen. They'll raise their standards. And that is one of my favorites. For me, that's the goal. It, my, the goal is not to ghost. The goal is not to approach them and say, hey, look, I've done this, blah, blah, blah. The goal is to radiate your own, like, enlightened standards and maturity and see what everyone else does after that. And, and I kid you not, a lot of people will actually raise their standards a little bit. Um, and I've had people say to me like, Hey, look, um, you're such a different person now. Uh, can you teach me about that? Can you, can you kind of show me what you do to, to, to understand that perspective? And isn't that, that's like the best thing. That's the best outcome of the world. Right. Cause now you're actually lifting other people and you didn't have to, you didn't have to pontificate on anything. You didn't have to stand on a soapbox and say, this is how ye shall act from here on forth. No, you, you just, you do you. you, you do your thing. And if people are down with that, they'll still hang around. So that, that's my thing on friendship. All right. If you're, is anything you wanted to add of that, Rocker? Um, <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, when you mentioned your friend who hasn't matured, so yeah. What things in life affect your maturity? What things in life can th- allow
1: you to grow?
0: Your that make you grow your maturity, if that's the right way of phrasing it.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot to that question. Like, okay. So just to break it down at the beginning of that question, how, how does that affect? How does it, how, how does that affect your surroundings? How does your maturity affect your surroundings? And it really, what it does is it just mirrors your life. So the way you are is the way you see the world, not the way the world is. So you have a, you have a, a, a limited sense of vision, right? You can only see so far. Uh, and and you, you, you only have this bubble of vision and sight around you to some degree. It's not, it's not omniscient or omnipresent you can't see everything all at once that's going on everywhere so in that sense we're limited we're not that's why we're not gods right well the human body but the spirit technically so um, your life is just a mirror of your consciousness and if you are the way you are then the world around you will reflect that if you're around people that smoke marijuana, you, you probably smoke marijuana. If you wear a certain type of clothing, you know, that, that's a reflection of the way your mind thinks or sees yourself and, and wants to express itself to the world or doesn't care. So if you see someone who is disheveled, they, they don't have any fucks to give, right? They don't care. Um, and that could mean a couple different things. So, for the person who didn't mature himself, he, you know, God, God love him. I, I the guy's, you know, a really funny person. He's great, but uh, you know, he probably works, probably drives a truck or 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 works in a warehouse. So he's relatively industrial. Um, not that he's dumb or not that he's ignorant of something, but that's just. We, that's what we all did when we grew up, right? We went to a warehouse job or something like that, and we just did that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But and but that's just the, that's a reflection of his mind, you know. He's not going to be teaching classes on driving trucks. He's going to be driving the truck. Um, and by the way, like, God bless truck drivers. We we need every single one of them, especially right now. Yeah. I think there was a a trucking manufacturer uh, on Twitter talking about – he's got like 1,200 trucks moving a day. 1,200 trucks moving food back and forth and stocks and supplies. Those people are amazing. Um, And and I hope they know that because they're delivering what you and I use every day. So without them, we'd probably crumble until we have a better system. And we don't. So that's just – their world, the world of trucking. And if the world of trucking is not your thing, then you're not going to be in the world of trucking, right? You're going to be in a library if you enjoy reading books. You're going to be surrounded by people who also enjoy reading books and understanding fantasy books or religious books or history books. Um, and he, he probably has a family and, and just earns what he can, feeds his family. And that's his... His, his vision, his sight of what the world is, might not go that far as far as someone else, like someone who thinks about death, someone who thinks about the creation of the world, someone who thinks about its possible destruction. Those are thoughts that expand our vision and, and change our maturity level. Because once we start contemplating the nature of life, you know, or or ontology—that's the study of ont—ontology is the study of being and existence. Uh, once once we start broadening our exploratory uh, uh, sight beyond what our vision, our physical eye, see, and goes into what we cannot see, then the options we have in life expand exponentially, and so. That just doesn't happen for everyone. And that, and to be honest, that doesn't happen for a lot of people. Uh, Twitter is someone's main go-to instead of uh, like, look to my left. Okay. There's a book, it's called expert secrets. It's by Russell Brunson and it talks about being a leader and starting a community and making money from what you love. Okay. So that was directly to my left. Okay, directly to my right is a microphone, a computer, and some equipment for uh, recording video and audio. Uh, I'm also surrounded by paper and pen because I write. Then um, on my computer, you'll find files that reflect my mind, philosophy, books, books I've written, um, communities that I'm a part of and have started. So you have to look around you. And then you have to look inside you and see, in order to mature from where you are, you have to see if you can expand your vision and if you can explore areas that aren't physical, because that's always going to be limited, much more limited than than mental. So you have to ask yourself, what have I been exploring that doesn't yet exist? Or or what have I been exploring that, that I cannot see with my physical eyes? but I can imagine. And when you can imagine, you can change the physical reality because you start to put it into the world of causation. And the world of causation is is abstract. It's where things are uh, uh, manifested from. It's where things emanate from, right? So if I'm going to reach out and... Grab a cup of coffee, right? That came from an idea,, I'm already thinking about coffee. that that came from a presupposition, meaning an idea presupposed that that is true to me. I like coffee. okay? So the idea, I like coffee now expands into the reality of me reaching for a physical cup of coffee. That came from a from an idea in my head based on an option I had using my imagination because in my, because when I first drank coffee, I didn't like it. I didn't know it was good, but I imagined it, you know, is this a thing I want to try? Is this a thing that's for me? And from my imagination manifested my reality. I sure enough was drinking a cup of coffee. And then when I liked it, the act became subconscious. It became a part of me. So I've always been surrounded by coffee. And really good coffee, by the way. So that's in a whole other sub subcategory of your maturity. Do I like good coffee, or do I like shit coffee? Do I will I am I okay with what the server gives me, or if it's not good, will I send it back? That's a whole other uh, area of maturity as well. What you're willing to stand for, what you're willing to endure. So these are questions that require. Uh, time and that's why that's why this time can be so important for people um your imagination is so important what what can you see where can you see yourself i see myself well i won't i won't talk about where i see myself but but my my vision is is of where i want to be is set i see it it's not, it's not in, in, in the physical, my, my sight's too limited, but my mind can see it, and, and I bet you it's gonna happen. And it's already starting to happen the more I talk about it with other people. So that's something that I believe in. And so you have to first understand, that's why I say there's a twofold aspect to reality. There's philosophy, and then there's intellect. Okay, so philosophy is abstract. It's the ability to imagine something and fall in love with it. And then intellect, the ability to manifest what you're believing into life, using your mind to coordinate your body and intellectually grasp concepts to then put into the physical. So it's this subtle nature that goes down into uh, reality. And it all starts at the top of this abstract mythological world of, of expressive thought. And that's, that's um, in Hinduism specifically, that's called the realm of the tattvas. So the tatfas, which there are 36 in classical scripture, is, is, is 36 levels of existence. So it starts at one point of being unmanifested, uh, uncreated energy, even like energyless energy, right? A space of potentiality down these various sub layers into the world we now live in. So people are very smart. Like history has provided the answers in which we can see the future. And going through that and exploring it changes your imagination. Right. So if you look at something online, like let's say skateboarding is a great example. Um, skateboarders now in today's world in 2020. Are by and large more talented than skateboarders in 1995. OK, I skateboarded in 1995 and, and um, through uh, a bit of high school, too. So. Almost a period of like eight years. Yeah, about seven, eight years I had skateboarding in my mind. And I loved it, man. Skateboarding is awesome. So, but we didn't have like uh, YouTube where we could just go check out skateboarding videos. We had the famous skateboarding companies, Thrasher, uh, and then the famous bands of guys like Element Skateboarding, Guys and Girls. Uh, element skateboarding, um, uh, black label, you know stuff like that. Different manufacturers to make skateboards. So we had an imagination that encompassed what we were able to see, and so we would see something, and then we would go try and emulate it. We would imitate it. So now everyone can see the the elites in skateboarding, and kids nowadays are doing what we thought were the most badass things back in the 90s. So what we thought was was the best of the best, kids now see that as what you just do, like the average. And then you learn from that, and then you make your own video and top everyone else. Like athletes <clears throat> constantly have better equipment so they're able to outperform athletes in the generations before them. And That, that's that's the kind of the evolution of, of mankind so far it's, it's we're getting better and better and better and better because we can explore more areas of imagination and then and then encapsulate that into physical reality so um, hundred years ago or something before cars and before stuff like that, no one could see. Certain things that we now have, and some people could, right? And those were the the Teslas and, and the 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 outsiders who had a, had a gift and a vision. But the the key is to for your for your life for your single life is to is to be like them in, in your realm of passion. And if you don't have passion, then you've got to start there. You start you got to start being interested in something. And you know it's a passion when you start talking about it and people get sick of it. They're like, stop talking. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: <laughs> like, that's a passion. So, for me, teaching is a passion. And you're like, great, I get it. Please stop with the monologue. So, <laughs> you know, please do continue. <laughs> I, I, I and, and it didn't start out. Teaching wasn't a passion for me until I started learning. So, maybe learning is the passion. And then talking about it is like just natural. I don't know. But to answer your question an hour ago, yeah, that's how we do it. That's how we become better. That's how we elevate our status in life. It starts with imagination. Like, I can do this. And then it comes into reality, eventually, with enough determination and willpower. And that's why there's coaches. Because, and that's why there's teachers. Um, because you, you may have an idea – but that doesn't mean you're going to know how to put it into uh, intellect and then put it in the physical world. You, you're, even though you have some really good ideas, you need to understand willpower. You need to understand how your mind works. You need to understand the methodical steps to uh, increasing your bank account, to uh, selling stuff, to, to building a community. They'll, those all take steps. And there's all these different ways to do that. And uh, there's a coach. There's a teacher out there. Who teaches that? And so you learn from them. Maybe you invest. And you're investing in them, but you're also investing in yourself. Um, And for me, I cared about stuff so much, I left the world to do it. I was like, forget everything else. I'm going to die for this cause. I'm going to go off and learn everything I can about meditation. And then what happens from there is, I learned a whole bunch of other stuff and now my imagination of where I could be is an awesome world it's 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 and it's happening so skies the limit is actually not the case like the limit if you can be limitless if you can cuz space eventually like we don't know where it ends and so i guess it's, i guess that's what the statement means but I think it's it's almost like a limited statement because the universe, the sky, and space is still encapsulated in physical reality. So if, if you could change that to like imagination's the limit because your imagination can be vast. And that that's how you uplift yourself and that's how you mature.
0: Oh, I don't know if I want to say this because this is going off topic. Um,
1: I think everyone wants you to say what you're about to say. Uh, you, okay. We know uh, that. Have-
0: okay, okay. So, something really interesting I heard a friend say is as you were just talking about um, space. So, there's a theory that the universe is expanding, right? Um, and he was saying, I don't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he linked that to somehow being linked to our conscious, since our consciousness is always expanding as individuals, somehow as our consciousness expands, it actually expands the universe that's somehow linked together. Um, I don't know. Is there any anything to say? Like, Bring any bells for you like anything you can add to that
1: well that resonates with me uh of course right i mean but do i have well i think part of what you wanted to say was is there any truth to that At in your interpretation I mean. yeah through your learnings yeah so oh, definitely that there's there's truth to that in my education and in my philosophical background that the where where i where i always throw caution to the wind is for people who are listening who don't have that background, is there any truth in that um, scientifically? And that's, that's a difficult area, but leaving that aside, you know, for this, this, there will be skeptics and that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's good because you're, you're testing your imagination. Um, So the, the, the philosophical belief of any mystic and someone, a mystic is just someone who can uh, believes in, in touching into, enlightenment through meditation. That's what a mystic is, in its most basic form. Uh, and then someone who believes that that through meditation you can reach a divine uh state that touches into whatever is a godlike creation or creative force. Um, so I'm a mystic. I'm an Eastern philosophical Hindu mystic dude. Uh, and part of that part of that belief system relies on the 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 presupposition, I guess, that we, that you're, you're the universe. Your, your consciousness is the thing that is running everything. And you're the same, you're made up of the same material at your core as, as everything is. So it's not that like the universe, there's a famous saying, you know, the universe uh, wants you to do good right, or something like that. The universe is behind you or something like that. But the, the, that's actually a, a very limited statement because the universe doesn't, it doesn't dictate good or bad. The universe is this uh, arena or playground for creative action, for manifestation, uh, potential. So it's the depending on what you put out, the universe will give back and the universe just being a reflection of of yourself. And so the more you expand yourself, absolutely, the more you expand everything else. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And it's a good thing to love because it's way better than the alternative that you're limited or that you're just this little speck of dust in in the middle of nothing and you don't matter and it's actually for 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 my belief purposes and what i've seen what i've experienced i mean anecdotally that it's not the case not the case at all and it's almost like it's true that that both are true i think that two things can be true at the same time i think i think uh, it's important and humbling to to admit that that there are greater things than you there are there are greater problems there are greater solutions there are things that are happening that that can teach you things and there are many more people there are many more spirits there are many more aspects of life than you could know and yes, in that sense you're limited you're finite you're uh, not the be-all and end-all of this universe. However, I believe the opposite is also true. Whereas you are everything, you are you are an integral piece to this to this and fantastic world and world of worlds that we you don't know about, and everything that you do plays a part in it, and it may be that you're a drop in the ocean when you're separated but in meditation in higher states of consciousness in death that drop of the ocean returns back to the ocean and for another time you become all of everything that's the that's the path that's the idea that that we strive for in meditation. The limited separatedness, that drop, joins back with its ocean. So, coronavirus.
0: i was <laughs> <laughs> just thinking, how do we link all this uh, around the coronavirus?
1: Uh, any input? Well... Yeah. I mean, this is a great time to reflect on all that. Uh, when you don't have, if you don't have to go to work, uh, you got your kids with you, you know, start asking your kids questions. Start, start asking them if, what, what they're doing in school. Cause you may have been too, I know, trust me. Some of my clients are too busy to know exactly what their kids are doing in school. I'll be honest. I mean, we got lawyers who uh, work way too much or travel way too much uh, we got companies out there that your main job is to be flown off to live somewhere else part of the week. And then you fly back and you're with your family for three or four days and you go right back. Um, now's the time to kind of stop and say, Hey, what do you guys do at school? What, what is your favorite thing to do? Let's go in the backyard. If you're fortunate enough to have property, let's go in the backyard and do something. Uh, uh, go, you, can look at your, you can now look at your significant other and start to make a five-year plan. Okay, now that we have these two weeks, what is our goal? What do our imaginations see ourselves? Are, are we fulfilling what we wanted to at this point? Or have, have we been wrapped up in the chaos of life and not had a chance to uh, coordinate, to strategize? Th- those, those are the things we need to be doing now that everyone's life has been on pause and, and to whatever degree it has been. Um, but, man, I can tell you what, right now, in San Jose, it's freaking beautiful outside. And after this podcast, I'm I going...
0: heard chirping earlier, um, early in the podcast, as you were speaking. Oh, they are chirping. In the background.
1: They are chirping. The leaves are green. The oranges are, are plump. They're like, I'm going to go for a run. And I'll tell you what, right when I walk outside, my sinuses are going to like clear up. I don't know why it is. It's the weirdest thing. Inside of a building... They go, they kind of, um, I get uh, sinus and then I walk outside and I can breathe again. I, I don't know what's going on, but, uh, like, I think life is just telling me to go outside. Hey, I'm cool with that. I'm okay with that.
0: Okay. Um, and we'll end it there.
1: Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Rokas, thank you for the uh, great questions and, and that bit on friendship, I think, is going to help some people. And hopefully. Um, I hope that you, uh, stay healthy. I hope everyone listening, uh, stays healthy, wash your hands, try social distancing for once and, uh, read a book. Okay. So books that, that you need to read for this time, I highly recommend, I, I, I do not recommend this enough, right? Cause if to me, caring about something means you talk about it at least once a day, read the autobiography. Of Frederick Douglass, 100 pages. It's you can read it today. Like you can finish the whole thing today or tomorrow. It's it's um, it's not a dense read. It's it's extremely thought provoking, and it just thinking about it makes me want to cry. Like the book is about someone enslaved and liberating themselves and freeing themselves from slavery. Everyone right now is in a type of slavery. Everyone right now. Can, can relate to Frederick Douglass, okay? It's like- Maybe not a right, small,
0: but yeah, okay.
1: On a very small degree.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? If you're stuck in your home, if you can't go do the things you want to do, you're limited. So Frederick Douglass talks about his limitation and what he did to, to free himself. And you could free yourself right now sitting in your seat by exploring your imagination. And that's exactly what Frederick Douglass did, right? And it started with him reading and writing. So uh, another book- um, one of my favorites, uh, of course is, uh, 12 worlds for life by Jordan Peterson. We do want to go over that on the podcast. We'll give us a synopsis of it. We'll run through the heavy parts. Uh, I haven't had a time to research that, but you can research that. Um, and I'm also, I'm for, all for supporting the author, but I'm pretty sure it's all for free. Don't tell anyone, but, um, you know, archives.org, I think is the website. It's just, a For books, for for historical things, start reading, um, maybe start reading a little bit from Plato or read about, uh, okay, here's a good thing to read. The Nicomachean Ethics by Aristotle, okay? It's a a long read, but you can can jump here and there to just go over different ethical uh, and moral uh, 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 rules and laws that he thinks uh, a happy individual needs. And one of, one of the things I go over with my, with my clients is uh, part of the ethics of uh, Aristotle's law of the average, uh, the, the mean, the, the deficient, and the excessive, right? So the excessive, the mean, the deficient you know, on a scale um, and what that means to someone and what and when they're trying to uh, approach goals and change their character. Uh, how exactly should they approach changing their character? If you read a little bit of the Nickelbackian Ethics by uh, Aristotle, you'll understand more of your character. Um, I actually have a list of books uh, on my website, I think, uh, under podcast resources. So let me see. Let me fact check that real quick. Uh, rajanshankara.com under podcast No, I didn't put it up there yet. All right. I have to put that resource there. Um, all right. Under, under my website, uh, under podcast, I'm going to put a resource list of books, uh, for you, because if you're listening to this, uh, thank you. So, that, yeah, that just to close that part off, because I know that came off earlier on wrote Yep. And, uh, Rokas, I'll see you next week. Everyone listening, we'll see you next week. Is that, is that good? Share if this was cool. Yep.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, until next week. Wish you all the best.